let's give God our all. Come on, let's, let's, if we can, let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's, let's lift our hands toward heaven. Come on, let's participate in this worship. It's not your worship, it's God's worship. Come on, you should give him everything that you got. You have an understanding of who he is in this relationship. He is God and I am his creation. My God, you can lift your hands toward heaven. It's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of submission. That he is God. Just a simple act of lifting your hands toward heaven. means so much to him. Hallelujah. He is the El Alam. That means he's from everlasting to everlasting. He is the eternal one. He is the most high God. He is Yahweh Elohim. Come on. He is the Lord that delivers. He's the one that takes you out of captivity and bring you into a blessable place. Oh, he is the great, only true God. The only one that's worthy of my worship. The only one worthy of my submission. The only one worthy of my praise. The only one worthy of my love. <laughs> Nobody like him. See, to worship him is an act of your will. Strongest force in the earth is your will. God cannot make you raise your hands. He cannot make you worship him. You do it from a place of understanding of who he is in my life. He's the true, faithful, trustworthy one. Your faith shouldn't be in a person. Your faith should be in Christ. When you put your faith in, in the person, you're disappointed every time. But put your faith in Christ. The anointed one. The Messiah, the Mashiach. Oh, he is the faithful one. He is the Lord of the High Council. <laughs> this is why he says, in the council of many, there's Satan. You can rely and trust in, believe in him. You can drink of his fountain. He said, you will never thirst again. My God. Only the Ruach HaKodesh can quench. That's the Holy Spirit. Can quench that thirst. Can fill that void that's so prevalent in so many of us. Eden 
what's an atmosphere? See, when you raise your hands, see, you're raising them toward heaven. See, that's why Jesus said, thy kingdom come. See, the kingdom is supposed to be right here within you. My God. Ooh, there's no depression in that kingdom. There's no spirit of suicide in that kingdom. Oh, man. My God. See, we're designed to worship. We're designed to praise God. See, but we, we, we resist because of our understanding of the relationship, the covenant that we are in with him. My job is to worship him. Without controversy, my job is to worship him, is to praise him, is to give him everything that he has given me. Without controversy, without question, I am his creation. I'm created in the very image and likeness. I have a divine purpose with the creator. See, we, we don't address him like that. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He's, he's the creator of the universe. See, we just look at him, oh, he's God. No, 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 he's the creator of everything. The Bible says, of the seen as well as the unseen. He's not the author of confusion. But he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Oh, my God. It's his permissive will. What is God's will? It's that I worship and serve him. And that I love him with everything. And I love you in the same manner. Oh, in the same breath. Oh, in the same attitude. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful day. It's truly a day that the Lord has made. My God. Listen, we're going to have the Old and New Testament reading, and then we're going to get into the Word. Amen? Amen? So if you can remain standing for the Old and New Testament, if you can. Go into a courtroom. Everybody stands when the judge come in. And these are not just scriptures. They are the Holy Scriptures. See, so you got to give reverence to the Word of God. My goodness. Woo! You got to honor it. Got to breathe it. And most of all, you got to live it. Praise God. Amen. Okay. I'll be reading Psalms 91, verse 14 through 16. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. 
He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show my salvation. In the word of the Lord, this is what. Amen. Amen. I'll be reading the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 25 in the New Living Translation. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your formal way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Like he don't know what he's doing. He's got old New Testament. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is the love chapter, the foundation of Walker Ministries. Amen. It should be the foundation of all of our lives. Amen. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, it is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. 
As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect, the total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, and perfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, conviction and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. And love, true affection for God and man growing out of God's love for and in us, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Glad everyone made it out here safely. Amen. Amen. And you shall return in the same manner. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. We got to come in and get the atmosphere right in here. A little spiritual check. Let me see. Everybody okay? Amen. Everybody come to receive, right? Amen. Right? Amen? Amen? That's why we come to gather, to receive the word of God and teaching and instructions. That's what, that's what the Torah means. Torah doesn't mean law. It means teaching and instruction. Right. If you have humanity, it needs to be taught. If you don't, you have lawlessness. Everybody do what they want to do. That's an evil generation. That's an evil person where they never want to take instruction. How else will you grow? Your kids, you give them instruction, right? You want them to grow and mature, correct? Well, that's what the same thing the Word of God does. Hello. Welcome to Walker Ministries, where we believe in one new man in Yeshua, Jew and Gentile. We are a teaching ministry. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Amen. So what does that do? That puts you in a mindset to receive. It puts you in a mindset to be taught, to learn, to surrender right now. My thoughts. Let me hear what the word of God is saying. Amen. I want to welcome everyone. Got some. I see some new people. Here. Hey, how y'all doing? Good to see. Hi, I'm Pastor Rod. Pastor Rod. And you are? Shan. Shan. Shaf, Shaf, got it, I got it. Welcome, Shaf, this is everybody. Amen, I like that. Want to make sure I got that right. And we are? Oh, how you doing? Welcome. I want y'all, hey, I want everybody to welcome them to the house of God. This is where we love everybody. Amen. All right. Amen. God, this is, this is not by chance. It's by design. God doesn't do anything by coincidence. The word doesn't even show up in the Hebrew. Y'all going to hear me teach a lot from our Hebrew roots because that's 
the word. It won't from the West. Okay? All right. We, we won't, we, it won't from Pennsylvania. Okay. The word didn't originate there in Nevada. It didn't. It originated in Israel, in, in the land. Okay? So we, this is why we got a lot of things. People are like, what's going on, y'all? You got the menorah here. I taught on the menorah in Hanukkah. All right? Hanukkah is in the Bible. Chris, Christmas is not in the Bible. Hanukkah is in the Bible. You see it, it says the Feast of Dedication, John chapter 10, 22. It says that he was at the Feast of Dedication. That word dedication means Hanukkah. Hanukkah means dedication. All right. Just want to bring you up to speed. A lot of times we don't understand why we're doing the Enoch is the root word of Hanukkah, Hanok. Where you get Hanukkah from means dedication. His life was dedicated, just like yours should be dedicated now to serve God. You are really Hanukkah, dedicated. See, but we think it's a holiday because we don't have understanding. Okay, see the, yeah. See, today I'm going to teach, I'm going to actually teach today on false teachers and false prophets. It's important for us to know what it is so you won't be hood, hoodwinked. And you won't be, you know, in a religious spirit or just in, re, in just religious or tradition. Tradition kills the truth. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I like truth. I don't lie to me. I came out of Babylon. Oh, excuse me, the world. I came out of that. So I know. I know what's real. I know what's the lie. See, a lot of us don't know what the lie is. So you're easily led astray. He said, in the end times, there are going to be false prophets and teachers amongst you. Why is that? Why is that? Why? How come they are amongst us and we're supposed to be keepers of the word? Hmm. <laughs> it's not what you used to. It's going to be the truth. See, we're not used to being taught the truth. We like to be lied to. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. See, that's my job. That's what Jesus did. You, you leave me because I tell you the truth? He said, you're going to leave me because I tell you the truth. You hate me. Okay. You're going to leave me too. Lord, as soon as he started talking about this is my body, the bread, and this is, you had to eat this and drink this. They said folks left him and never served him again because they didn't have understanding what he was saying. You know why? Because the Pharisees and Sadducees were struck in tradition. We still have modern day Pharisees and Sadducees. But we don't have nobody who can really carry the integrity of the word. Many false teachers. Oh, I'm going to. If I don't do it, I'm going to come back and. Continue this because this is something that got to continue. It's very important because it's in the time that we are in. See, then, then there's no repentance. They, they, they don't teach and talk about repentance. And the Bible says they all have sinned. Because you got saved don't mean you don't sin. That, what that means is that you can get up. You can repent. When a sinner is not saved, then he, he's down. He cannot repent. He's already in a fallen state. That's his position. He can't get up. I'm going to help us why we have such an offense to the word today. 
Okay, well, I come to do this thing. First, I got something I want. Y'all know I love to do side notes, right? <laughs> I love to do side things. I love to do side things. There's some stuff we don't know about. Uh, go to Job right quick. We're going we're gonna to be word heavy today, so get ready. Cold out there, but it's warm in here. All right. Y'all don't know the warfare I had to put up with to get the heat on in here. Everybody in this area, up until the day before yesterday, nobody reported that it was an outage. So that's why it's a little cold out there, and we had to keep it running all night so we can have it nice and warm and in here. I said, not too warm, because they'll fall asleep. But uh, you can't teach about warfare and don't experience it. Okay, I'm going to say it again. You can't teach about warfare if you don't think you're going to experience it. Oh, okay. And no one is exempt. Once the word goes forth. See, this is the problem in a lot of our churches. There's no word going forth. That's why every day is a Friday. Just happy. Yay. No, 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 no. Your best life now. How can it be your best life now? When the word of God said that this life is going to be suffering. Matter of fact, we don't want to suffer with Christ. False teacher. It don't teach us how to make our abode where we are, right in the conflict. I still got peace. Shalom. Oh, Shabbat Shalom. I mean, I'm just saying, we, see, they, we, they teach us, uh, they, they teach us how to only hear what we want to hear. And not what we need to hear. So then you stay in the same state of an infant. And not like love said, it matured you. Love matured you. See, the enemy come at you. He come at you with, your, with the word. Your word. Oh, man. He said, he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Oh, man. Go to Job. I know I'm going to go back. I ain't forget. Go to Job 38. And I want, I want the, uh, I want the, uh, amp- uh, you know what? Go King James. We'll do a little King James on y'all. You getting there? All right. Got to be a little patient. Job 38, 22. <clears throat> Job chapter 38 and verse 22. In King James Version. Mm-hmm. It so reads, Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the, the day of battle and war? That's good. Hold on, hold on. Y'all see all that outside? God said to Job, Hast thou entered the treasures of the snow? See, a lot of things we think we know, but we really don't know things. How thou seen the treasures of hell? And then I was reading another thing and say, where is the snow and the hell stored up at, Job? Do you know where that is? Do you know where I store that up at? When it rains, who says 
and, and has that cylinder where it comes down only. Who can do that? See, you, a lot of times, see, we think we know God and we know the word. But wait a minute. Snow has treasure. And then well, why did he, would he tie that up with war? Which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war. See, you don't know what you think you know. He's just using something real simple like snow. How many millenniums has it snowed? And not one flake has been the same. How many people has ever been born? Not two irises, not two fingerprints has ever been the same. But you know the word of God. But you know what's best. And you believe man. He said, I'll show you just through nature. You don't know who I am. See how we get an opinion? He said the snow has treasure. What is he talking about? Isn't that what he says? And the hell, it has treasure. I'm just giving you a See, when I'm thinking sometimes when it comes to this. See, this is how you're easily led astray. Because you think you know God. You think you can teach yourself. How come you believe the words of a man? And not the words of the creator who created you. That man didn't create you. That doctrine didn't create you. Oh, that belief system didn't create you. Yet you're living and breathing right here. See how man do? See how we understand the word? And we put our trust in that. False teachers. False teachers. It's so important. Man, y'all know that. Oh, quiet up in here. Apostate church. Out of the out of the seven churches that's mentioned in Revelation, all of them went into apostate except one. Church of Philadelphia. Hold on. All the see, but we don't know how to. How do we translate, interpolate that to now? This is when he says, the righteous scarcely get in. So everything that, and every church that you see, every church that you see, it's not. I'm just going to go to the word. That which is past shall be. And there is no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes 9. And that which is past shall be. So the past, if you really want to know what's going to go on, just look at the past. But we don't do that. Oh, we don't need the Old Testament no more. <laughs> we just got the new. We don't use the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the New Testament what? Concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. It's still only one story. What, what the problem is, you don't know how to put the pieces together. You don't know the chronological order. So we leave that up to the, the pastor or the teacher. But they're in error. So if they're in error, the Bible said the blind lead the blind. They're both going to fall in the hole. No one knows how to keep the true doctrine. And once you become a believer, you are supposed to be to keep the integrity of the word. Because you study. 
No, we just do and listen and let somebody else tell me what's right. And I don't go and study to show myself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. You can't divide the word of truth if you have not established that the word of God is the truth. If you haven't established that the word of God is the truth, you're going to be misled. You're going to believe another lie, another truth. You have to establish first that the word of God is the infallible truth. Now I got a benchmark. Now I got a place where I can start from. I've been, I've been in everything. What? New Age, Jehovah Witness, Islam. Uh, I done been in everything. What? Jehovah Witness. I was raised in all that. What you want? Witchcraft. You want New Age. What you want? I've been in all of it. <laughs> it's like this. Jehovah to come to my door. I'll be like, okay. There's really nothing you could say to me. I established this first. Hey, how you doing? There's really nothing you can say to me to convince me that you're right because I came from where you were. However, I do have some good news for you. <laughs> See, you got to know how to witness to them. You can't just allow them. Why is the world so turbulent? Because of sin and false teaching like you. I won't say that like because I'm going to show you love. That'll be later. But you got to know, see, but you don't know why you believe it. You don't know the truth. So how can you defend the truth if you don't know the truth? It's not about just words and reading. It's about how I live. See, everybody think you got to know all 66 books, every verse, every. That's not it. Just know this one. Love God with your all your heart, your mind, soul, and then keep the other command, and I do and treat you in the same manner. Amen. Oh, that'll win. That'll win, people. That'll win right there. Now, y'all want to know, in, what is it, is it written in Aramaic, and, and what was going on here, this and all that? You know, we, we want to know how Hebrew, but we don't love nobody. I mean, this is what you came for, right? You came for the truth, right? See, what I'm doing is I'm trying to shake. He said everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I'm trying to shake first your mind before we get into it. So I can get you in the right perspective to receive. Hear. Samah. That means I'm actually going to do something once I hear it. I'm going to actually listen. My God. God is good, ain't he? I love him. Woo! I got a little side note here. I got another one. Satan has a false gospel with false preachers, with false ministers that produce false believers. Planted right in the church. See, you have to realize, see, we are, we are, you have to realize, where the word of God is sown, it says the wheat and tear grow together. It didn't say grow across the street. It said it grow together. It means right here, when the word is sown, 
care grows with it. Because you can sit here and be like, mm, I don't believe this. Now, this ain't it. In the book of so-and-so, it says this. See, but you're growing together, coming, hey, smiling with everybody. How you doing? Paying your tie, you're off, all of that. And yet, see, this is, see, you have to stop being deceived. He said, let no one deceive you, including yourself. Got pastors, we got pastors who are not pastors. We got pastors who are leading people in error. If that's true, then I should be able to go back and find it in the Word of God right. instead of me just saying it. Amen. We got shepherds who lead people astray. If that's the case, then I should be able to go and show you in the Word of God. Right? First, first, first way to not be deceived is, first of all, is open up your eyes and see what really is there. See what's under the hood. It don't work, but I don't know why. I mean, the Holy Spirit moved on Peter. You can go there. But what Holy Spirit gave me was the Old Testament first, and we're going to go there. But Holy Spirit moved on Peter in his last letter to the church, and he spent one-third, one-third of that letter on the subject of counterfeit Christianity. Then this must be something very of great importance to us today. There's scripture after scripture about this. So let's. And this is something you can't rush through. And, um, but I can I can kind of take my time. It's a few things that uh, points I want to meet. That's why I said next Sunday. Because we do two on, two off. But uh, she's telling me to go on with it. And I must say, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I love God. Another thing I wrote down here. See, I love this. Thing. See, we, let's be honest. Come on, y'all. Did we really love the word? Now, don't, please don't lie. Do we really love the word? Do I, I love to hear it. I love to be wherever it is in, in the conversation with people. Do I really love the word? Oh, I just want you to be quiet. I told you what's in a man's heart comes out. What's in your heart comes out. And as long as you put your light up, see, they can't lie. It's going to come out. Counterfeit. Jesus, Jesus was the word. Hold on. Jesus was the word incarnated. It became flesh. The word of God. No, I'm talking about the word of God, not the color. See, immediately that comes up. That's a white Jesus. 
Look at him. Wait a minute. You should see his feet were like brass. Come on now. If you was walking in the dust, in the sun, okay. I'm just saying. But see, this is how, this is how we think when it comes to the word. You're looking at the physical aspect of it instead of the spiritual. You forget that he was the word that became flesh. It won't. It be, because in the legal entrance into this world, to be here legally is through the womb of a woman. That's how you legally get here. There's humanity. Yet, but he was the word became flesh. That's the divinity part. Two natures. But when we read the word, you just look at it's Jesus. It's just the flesh. He just did that so you could touch and handle him. And behold him. You could actually, I'm going to come to you where you could actually, Peter, lay your head on my bosom. See, y'all, we, we don't understand. He was the word. He was the word of God. Oh, Jesus. But see, you just see him through the lens of your spirit, of your, of your flesh, that he was just a, an, a tag, you know, characteristics to him, physical. He was the word of God walking, inhabiting. That teaches how word, our words form things. It moves things. It, it ate. It slept. It, it felt. See, you don't look at Jesus like You just look at him like he was a prophet. He was God, probably. He's a spirit of prophecy. He is a spirit. He, see, but we don't look at, we don't, we don't handle his word. You, and when you talk about him, and you, you, see, you're still handling the word. But you don't see it like that. The Bible said, where's the word? It's not the where? In your mouth. The word, the word, the word, the living word. That's why you're going to be judged on every idle word that you spoke. What did you say? See, we, we don't behold him as the word. You just see the flesh. That's all you see is the flesh. But he wasn't. He was the word of God. That's the incarnation. It became flesh and dwelt among us. How did they handle the word? They ridiculed the world. The Pharisees, they ridiculed. You're not who you say you are. See how they handled them? You saying the same thing. You're not. You can't heal me. You can't deliver me. We're still handling the word. No, the word is self-fulfilling. It, it is healing. Speak the word. The centurion said, speak the word only. You don't have to come to my house. See, he taught you something there. You don't have to. Oh, my God. Just speak the word only. Amen. But see, according to your faith, you're going to have to believe. See, But you stay carnal. You stay in the flesh when it comes to the word of God. When you hear the word of God, you look at it. It's just an audible sound. No, it's the living word. It's Ramos. It's, it's not Logos anymore. It's the living word. And you can still handle it. Yeah. 
You can still behold it. You can still touch it and taste it. Oh, taste and see. You can still. See, well, we don't behold. See, you just look at it. It's just Jesus. We don't esteem. And he came into them. They what? Esteemed him not. It's the same word. He had changes not. You look at the word like that. We're going to be talking about false prophets and teachers, but we haven't established that we are believers yet. <laughs> so we, it's going to be hard to, for us to identify falsity, right? Question you need to ask yourself before we move on while you're sitting there. Am I a true believer? Other than that, this is going to just be nonsense. This is going to just, you, you're going to receive it in the old traditional way. In your flesh and not your spirit. There's some people, not your spirit. Oh, man. Come on, y'all. I'm trying to get us to understand something. Everybody here is going to die. Actually, you've been dying the day that you was conceived. The day that you was conceived, egg hit the, the, uh, the sperm hit the egg, you begin to die and live at the same moment. At the same moment. He said, I'm the beginning and the end. That's the same point. I am the olive tar, the beginning and the end. I am that. That's the same point. And we miss it. We, we put them on a time bar frame. No, what? Even your clock is cylindrical. Even your clock is a pattern. It repeats itself. If it went, time went linear, it wouldn't repeat itself. Sitting right in front of it, we can't see. You can't see. He said, even in his creation, plain Job, in my creation, I'm there. And we don't see him even in our creation. If I won't see him in the word, can I at least see him in his creation? What is holding the earth? I don't care if it's flat or round. Well, y'all flat earthers. That's a know-it-all on that thing. Another doctrine that gets you confused. You don't know you're being led. See, that's why it's hard. You got to have some real shepherds. Real shepherds. Anybody can be a pastor, but a real shepherd. Shepherds smell just like the sheep because they've been with the sheep. And there's some short shepherd. David was short. Come from the stop. David was short. Oh, my God. David was bad. See, we, we miss it because on Tuesday, we're going to go back into the warfare. We're going to come back on the warfare, too. I got some. David, hold on. I'm teaching you right now. 
Because if you don't believe, where are we going? I got to be careful when I release this thing. I got to make sure you are with me and you understand something. Amen. See, we got pastors come up. They just start teaching. They ain't discerning what's going on with the people. Where they're struggling at. Holy Spirit should be speaking to you. So, David, teacher, say, I'm qualified for this Philistine. I'm qualified. I've already killed a lion. I've already killed a bear. Oh, I'm qualified. For this anointing, for this battle. But see, he had smaller battles. You would have thought they were the bigger battles. Are you qualified? Have you passed those couple of tests that you need to pass? For you going to the big warfare. No, David said, I'm qualified, Lord. I've already done that. I've already killed them. I can, I can salute them. I can do that. I can do that. I'm qualified. See, a lot of us are moving ahead and then we're not qualified. And I'm trying to qualify you right now. Do you believe? I'm trying, teacher. I'm trying. <laughs> I just need us to receive. Stop fighting. then nothing can take root in you well, except a lie. Oh the truth can't take root in you. The truth cannot take root. So you can grow and you can study, you can do all these type of things, but the root of the word of God is not in you. Deep, calls under deep, deep in you. You won't be easily moved or strayed away from what? The word. You can stray away from people, but not the word. See, that's, what, that's how it's easy to fall away because you're not rooted in the word. You're rooted in people and their knowledge of your God. When you're supposed to have a personal understanding of your relationship with your God. We don't take it. We don't take the relationship serious. We don't take this relationship, this covenant that you and I are in. Then we don't we can't possibly take. Or or respect the relationship that you and I are supposed to have. See, because you are deceived. This is why it's hard. This is why it's so easy for the enemy to come into our churches. And deceive everyone. He comes in just planting seeds. They need to grow. They need, to, they, need, they need Jesus too. They need to be here if you don't believe. You need to be here. But I'm going to need the believers to believe. Amen. So we can help the non-believers. Just like tongue. Tongue, the Bible said, it's a sign for the unbeliever, not the believers. So me and you shouldn't be sitting out talking. Do we speak? Don't we speak? Don't we speak? That's a sign for the unbeliever. Well, does he give it to everybody? He give it to as he will. Do you want it? He said, ask for the best gift. Maybe right now that's the best gift for you. As he wills. 
Instead of us having a controversy, instead of us allowing that doctrine to move us. And, and see, it's like no power. You, can, you read the book of Acts, you're going to need some power. You don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to run to the altar. You need to be, I need it now. I don't care what it takes. I ain't leaving until I get it. He does evil, give good gifts to his children. How much more will your heavenly father give you? It didn't say stuff. See, it said Holy Spirit. See that's, the, see, that's how the false teaching come in, give you stuff. He does evil, give his children good things. He didn't say the Holy Spirit. He said things. See, you got to be careful of the sleight of hand and how it's working. So you can identify what false teaching is and a false teacher. Okay, I'm going to really turn it here to the chapter here. And we still sitting here, don't believe, don't can't identify. First of all, am I a believer? Well, if I'm a believer, first of all, I'm going to be committed and faithful. Uh-oh, uh-oh, to the word. Because you can lie to me. You can, you can be faithful to the word. See, if you're faithful to the word, you'll be faithful where you planted at. You'll be faithful where you're planted at. You won't, be let easy, you won't just let anything just move you. Okay. See, that's what's happening in a lot of our ministries and our churches. See, I'm the one that talk about it, but I'm also one to pray about it. So I won't just be like, you know, this is wrong, calling this person out. No, we're going to pray about it. That's what we're called. If you know, if you're the watchman and you see, he said, then you're supposed to sound along. Let their blood be on your hand. See, and then we have. Teachings like this, this is what the body of Christ won't do. You won't, they won't talk about sin, immorality, adultery, and it's running rapid because of false teachers and prophets. I make sure I check what's coming through the door. You can come. It can't stay. We won't deal, teacher, we won't deal with this. And, and it's so important because most of us want to go to a place that we feel good. See, that means you have an itchy ear. And the Bible tells you that. See, we, we want to go to a place where it's not required that I live right. Well, the word of God says that. Why? I'm just going to reiterate what it says. But we don't want to go to a place like that. I want to go to a place where you just, just, I just have a, just make it about me. A false prophet is never Christ-centered. A false teacher is not Christ-centered. No, Christ is the center of what we do. Amen. People ask us, do y'all believe in Jesus? Why? Because I got a, the star of David. I already know. That's not the real emblem for Israel. It's the menorah. The star of David wasn't in the temple or the tabernacle. It was the menorah. Are you rooted and grounded? No, no. Are you rooted and grounded in the word or are you rooted and grounded in your own belief? See, when you're rooted and grounded in your own belief, there's no room for the truth. The truth, because there's only one truth. 
One plus one is two here, in Asia, in Cambodia, in Thailand, in the Sub-Harazza Desert. Is, is everywhere. One plus one is two. On the moon. One plus one is two. It don't change. There's only one truth. See, if you don't establish that, then how can you... Rem- Every religion is right. We all, you all in a faith. That's not true. That's not the word of God. Just get saved in your family and nobody else is. Watch what happened. It will be a division. That's what you say. I come to divide. To separate. Because if I don't do that, I can't get you over here. That's why I need to get you over here because I need to set. Can I just get one in the family? How many of us just one in our family? Just us. Just nobody else. Just us in the family that's saved. Yeah, he put you in there. He put one in there. He'll put one in there so you know your job. He'll put one in there. He's a just God. It'd be unjust if he didn't. Just like that. I mean, really, we don't care. Another part that helps us not to believe and see false prophets is because we're not mature. Okay. Maturity keeps you in an infantile state. Immature, infantile, pull-up state. I need my pull-ups on today. Can't take nothing. We'll talk about, we're going to talk about, yeah, talk about a false prophet. First of all, do you believe? So I got to make sure that you're not laid astray with false belief and doctrine. I need you to know what the real is. Amen? Welcome, Elder. <laughs> I need you to know what the real is. How to identify a false prophet or false teacher. And why am I so easily led by them? Why is it so easy for me to follow them? What's in me that it attaches to? That I'm so influenced by them. It, it just leads me. It sounds so good. What is that? Oh, it's tradition. Tradition sounds good. Matter of fact, tradition kills the truth. Y'all, y'all better be, y'all. And once you hear the truth, see, you are accountable. Once you hear, you can't go to God and tell me, oh, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't hear. And they was doing this, and I was following the pastor. I said, I told you to follow me. The pastor is supposed to lead you. He feeds you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And judgment. That's what the Amplifier says. We as people despise the truth because it conflicts in my belief what I'm rooted in. Man, I was rooted in everything, but really not. I just believe I was. But when the truth came, it's the only thing that can really Take root. Thank you. I told my wife, you prayed for this. 
prayed for a praying man, a man of God. I keep telling her she just didn't say his height, that's all. <laughs> you erred. <laughs> I'm confident. Amen. It's not the appearance, David. The fight that's in you. See, we don't want to fight. We don't want to travail. And false prophets and false teachers, they don't teach you how to do that. Teachings in the, in the word today, it, it's all about you. It's going to make you better. See, but we, we, our thinking is just like, it's no real love for the word. What's wrong? You can't stay awake, not even for an hour, and pray. That was the word talking to them. The whole time, y'all see Jesus, but it was the word talking to them. And it was his spirit, it's the Holy Spirit, it's the word that was talking to them, going, walking on the water. It was the word of God. Doing all of the miracles, everything you saw. He said, well, if you don't believe me, see, that was the flesh. Well, leave me for the works that I've done. See, God, we, see our, our, we're upside down on this thing. When they come to Jesus, you keep seeing a person and you don't see the word. Do you see the word? Do you, is there any light in there at all as seeing the word? See, you just want to attach to the physical part of Jesus. Now you don't have that. Now you have his word. Why you don't attach now if that was the issue? If he was black, would you still follow him? Would you still follow him? See, humanism. <laughs> See, you, you can't deny a person who loves the word. They can talk differently. We should all be sounding like that. We're confused. We don't know what the word is. My tradition, man, I can't. I'm like, I'm like Lord, can we do this, man? Can I get rid of this tradition? Can I get rid of this tradition? Hmm. Okay, I hear you, Holy Spirit. And I obey. So you, can, you can write down all the stuff you want, the order you want to do it, capitalize it, highlight it, and Holy Spirit said, nope, that's not what you're going to do. <laughs> I just know where you prepare. That's really what he's just asking, where you prepare. I'll put it in the order that I want it in. And I let him do it. My God. Y'all all right? Y'all growing? Y'all maturing? <sighs> Man. I'm trying to find out, teacher, how much time I got. <laughs> Woo! Know thyself. That's me. Oh, God. Can I say something else before we go in here? I got the scripture, though. <sighs> Excuse me. Okay. I'm going to be in the spirit because in the spirit there's no time, no space, <laughs> no distance. Uh, Y'all come with me. 
I said, you said y'all believers. Right? Everybody here said they are believers. That means that ties us to each other. So I should be able to come up to you and say, how are we believing? Now, oh, y'all going to get it in a little bit. See, see, there's a block. There's a. There's something that's blocking if we are supposed to be believers. We're two believers. That means that we are in spiritual agreement. That if two of us gather, there he is. See. Everybody, everybody just want everybody just want Christ to be the genie. Give me something. I've given you all things pertaining to life and godliness, he said, right? That's Christ. <laughs> That's Christ. But they tell you this stuff. See, a false teacher won't be Christ-centered. No, a true teacher or prophet is always Christ-centered. be like I was duped I'll show you the riches in heaven <laughs> he became poor that you might be rich well. we use all these teachings for you to believe for Hello. it's in time it will decay it will pass away just like your flesh Mom, am I, am I you, I'm okay? Okay, all right. See, so I'm trying to get us to think different so we can go different. Amen. I'm trying to undo the phallus or the wrong teaching in the scriptures that you've been meditating on in the wrong way. He's giving me everything pertaining to life. And godliness. That's Jesus. That's Yeshua. That's Yahoshua. I mean, come on. I always got to put that out because his name is not Jesus. That's a translation. They won't walk around saying, hey, Jesus. That's a translation. Yahoshua, Yeshua. That's, that's which one you want, depending which east, north side you from. That's his name. You should know his name. And you should know what is a translation. Amen. His name, Yahushua, is salvation throughout the, all the Old Testament. Well, Jesus won't end the old. His name is salvation. Yahushua, it's a misinterpretation of it. It's wrong. It gets through the transliteration. It, it gets through all the entomology of the word, the changing, all these types of things. And we still don't know what's going on. 
See, you got to want to know the truth. Amen. Because the truth, will, it will make itself known to you. But you got to want to know the truth. Not some person's truth, but the truth. I am the way. Not a way. A way implies there's another way. In the beginning, it was God. He was the word. And the word was just God. And the word was a God. That's what Jehovah Witness said in the New Translation. A God means that there's a, implies that there's another God or he's a lesser God. He is the God. Dios, he is the God. See, we, we don't know. Oh, my God. We, see, a lot of us have been victims of false prophets and teachers. Trick you and think you believe in. This is what he said in Matthew. He said, no, many of you are going to call out my name. Lord, didn't we baptize? Didn't we heal people? We, we rose the dead. We prophesied in your name. He said, depart from me. I never knew you. You doers of iniquity. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to people that professed his name. But no real relationship. He don't know you. You just know of Obama. You just know of Trump, but you don't know them. You know a lot about them, but you know, and you know they don't like them. But you don't know nothing about them, and they don't know you. So he's saying, to know me is to be intimate with me. Well, how do you be intimate with him? How do you walk with your wife if you're married? You walk, you're not walking to her because you, you go to work, and she go to work. Y'all not married anymore. You're still in covenant. Just because we don't see each other today, you, we still in covenant. You my buddy. Amen. You my brother, sister in Christ. Amen. We like that man that look in the mirror. And as soon as I turn away, I forget what I look like. I forget I'm saved. Now I'm, I'm, at, I'm at whatever parties or where I'm wherever I shouldn't be. Huh. <sighs> I was at the club. Nobody witnessed to me at the club. Not one person. And I gave them years of opportunity too. <laughs> Nobody witnessed to me. So don't be telling me you was witnessing. <laughs> You're lying. You're lying. Don't be telling me you, you witnessing at the club. No, you at the club. I'm representing. There got to be some light in there. Yeah, that's fluorescent. That's not everlasting. That's temporary light. And the darker it gets, the, the quicker it goes out. I was there for years, day and night. Not one person witnessed me. Do you know Jesus? Nobody. Don't tell me that. Ain't nobody witnessing in no club. How many days in the week? We got seven? Let's go. Let's look. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, five. I had a Sabbath on uh, I had a Sabbath on Monday. <laughs> I rested from my works on Monday. <laughs> I did. I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling you. So some of you do that. Some of you. Some of, but you don't have to be in the club. You can just decide to stay home. Oh. I want to thank everybody for coming out today. 
Whoop. You need to know. You need to know some things. You need to know some things. My goodness. Ah, uh, you can laugh in church too. You have a good time. Okay. I got to give you a scripture right quick. There's so many. You know, like first Peter or second Peter chapter one and second Peter chapter two. First, second Peter chapter. No, 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 no. I'm just explaining something to you because I'm just I'm going to go somewhere. I'm just letting you know something here. Uh, and I told you that at least a third of that was devoted to counterfeit Christians. But second Peter chapter second Peter chapter one describes the truth. So if you want to read that, you can see the truth. You can do it parallel. And then 2 Peter chapter 2 describes the false. I can go through that and pick through that right now, but I'm just trying to give you that. So you, can, you had a good description. There are numerous scriptures that warns us and for, uh, tells us or shadows us about um, false teaching and false prophet, even in the Old Testament, in Jeremiah. Um, you know what? Teacher said I had a few minutes. She said I'm still in the spirit. So she said I can go there real quick. You know Jeremiah. I mean, Jeremiah, you know they call him the weeping prophet, right? Why? Nobody listened. Well, okay, nobody listened. That's true. He was nicknamed the weeping prophet. It's not only because... Uh, for the reason what you just said. But his writings was also credited for writing the saddest book in the Bible. It's the book of Lamentations. He's credited with writing that. They tried to, oh, I don't know if he wrote it. Yes. Because it was written as there was a personal account of what was going on. And then you find out why he weeped and why he cried. Um, this is the horrifying eyewitness of the siege and the takeover of Jerusalem. And what he was crying and what he actually saw, he saw that it was hunger in the land so much so that he watched and saw mothers cooking their kids and eating them. This is why he was weeping too. Imagine this. He was also weeping and mad because God had already passed his judgment on Israel. There's nothing that he can do, nothing that he could pray, couldn't store. So it is a time that you don't pray when God tells you. He said, that's it. He was he was he was weeping and crying and lamenting over that and said, oh, my bowels, my stomach, everything, because he knew God had already passed judgment. Just like us. See, I'm trying to say that's why you have to get right. Yes. See, he requires that which is past. You want to know what's going on? Just look at it. This is what's happened. This is what's going on with the world and, you know, so much immorality, so many things, man, that's happening. And we keep ignoring it because the pastors and the false prophets are teaching y'all and about all these other things instead of what's really the reality. So you're oblivious to what's really going on. And he's counting on that. The enemy is counting on you not believing the word of God. Can you imagine that? Also, Jeremiah, he was another prophet, just like Isaiah, Ezekiel. Uh, they, they used, um, they acted out the prophecies as well. Jeremiah did. 
He hid a linen belt in a hole until the cloth rotted. That shows how, it says, it shows how I will rot away the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. That's what that represented. That's Jeremiah 13, 9. You can read it for yourself. He didn't marry. He acted out his prophecies, teacher. He didn't marry. Families in Jerusalem would die and no one would be or no one would mourn for them or bury them. He acted this out. He had, that's why he didn't marry. So his wife wouldn't mourn and bury him. He didn't marry. Uh oh, y'all not going to believe this one. I'm telling you, he didn't go to parties. See how y'all see how y'all responded? I'm, I'm telling you, he didn't go to parties. In your own lifetime, he said, I will put an end to the happy and singing and laughter in the land. That's Jeremiah 16, 9. He's saying he's, he lived it out. He wouldn't go. Isn't that crazy? Just some things that we need to know, you know, about Jeremiah, what was going on, why they called him this, and why we went here. I know I told you the one chapter, but go back. Let's read this thing. I can just lay down a good foundation for us first, and then we can pick up. Amen? Got to grow, y'all. Got to mature. We got to mature. Well, to go where we want, where I want to go, then we have to get there. And we got to establish a few things. Amen. Oh, I just love Holy Spirit. He's just really good. He tell you what to do. He'll lead you. Go amplified. So it would be Jeremiah twenty-three, nine. Actually, actually, go to Amplify. We'll start at one. And I told y'all where we go right here. He's reading from the Amplify. That's Jeremiah 23. We're going to start at one. Let's lay down some foundation that we come back. And so reads. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. Woe to the shepherds, the civil leaders, who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasturing, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for and feed my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited and attended to them. Behold, I will visit and attend to you. For the mm. evil of your doings, mm. says the Lord. Y'all see how important it is. If you're called to be a pastor yeah. and you're, see, it's a, it's a big thing for you to know your call. Paul said, make your election sure. You got to know these things because what's going to happen when he is not in position, it opens the door for the false prophet, the false teacher. And God said in this verse, he said, if they're not doing what they're going to do, he said, I'm going to come down personally and lead my people. Sound like the Holy Spirit, don't it? Okay. This Old Testament. Everything in the Old Testament, you should see it in the New. Go ahead. Verse 3. And I will gather the remnant of my flock 
out of all the countries to which I have driven them and will bring them again to their folds and pastures and they will be fruitful and multiply and I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them. See there? He said, I will appoint them. See, at this time, most people were being appointed by whoever, but no, he said, I will appoint those shepherds. It's important where you go. You, you everybody want to pick a church. No, he said, I will give you shepherds. I will give you pastors after what? My own heart. So the pastor need to be after God's heart, and you should be able to know that. Yeah. Not your pocketbook. Okay? He tells you right there in the word. So if you find one that's after God's heart, what's your excuse? I've sent a shepherd there. He's telling you, I'm going to appoint them. Go here. And they will fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither will any be missing or lost, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch or sprout, mm -hmm. and he will reign as king and do wisely and will execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name by which he shall be called mm -hmm. the Lord, our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. When they shall no more say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel mm -hmm. out of the land of Egypt. But as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries to which I had driven them. And they shall dwell in their own land. Here we go. Verse 9. This is it. Concerning the prophets. My heart, says Jeremiah, is broken within me. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, a man whom wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of his holy words, which he has pronounced against unfaithful leaders. Mm -hmm. mm. Go ahead, Tim. For the land is full of adulterers, forsakers of God, Israel's true husband. Mm. Because of the curse of God upon it, the land mourns. The pastures of the wilderness are dried up. Mm. They, both false prophets and people, Rush into wickedness, and their course is evil. Their might is not right. Let me bring it right here, because next week I'm going to go through all the way to verse 40. But right now, we're going to stop at 11. Verse 11. For both false prophet and priest are ungodly and profane. Even in my house hmm. have I found their wickedness, okay. says the Lord. My God. This is so critical to where I want us to go. Uh, and he's telling you right there, he's telling you it's right in the, in the house. Right in the house, y'all. In the house. So it's not just saying it's just this house, but it's the body of Christ itself. Amen? Not just say, oh, here, somebody in here. That's not what I said. But I'm letting you know that this is very important for us to understand in the age or the days that we're in right now. We're in the last day, so this should be relevant to what's going on. There's, I told you, there's a release of false prophets and teachers all over, but this is, this is the pattern. So we must be aware, and I got to make sure that you're grounded in, not easily led astray. Amen? Amen. Minister. 
before you go, teacher, you had a question to me. He had a question that he asked me yesterday. Come on up, teacher. If you come up, that'll make it easy for me. I can transition quick. Just come on. You look nice. I will only take five minutes. Okay. Just hold on. But he asked me, why did God choose Israel? That's what he asked me. So after the flood, what? After the delusion, the flood, everything, right? What did the dove bring back? An olive branch represents who? Israel. Maybe that's what some people don't, don't study. It's important. It's not that he chose, but it's his design. He don't have to choose anything. See, you have a choice because there's darkness in you, too, light and darkness. There's still a tree of good and evil. It's still in you. There's no, there's no variance. There's no darkness in him. He don't choose. He is. He's the choice. As I told you, he's the choice. I mean, he brought back, he didn't bring back an evergreen for a Christmas tree. He didn't bring back that. He brought back an olive branch. Means that there were olives. That means that there's oil. That means there's anointing. That means that's the Messiah. Okay, y'all just we just we we miss it. We see only what we want to see instead of the truth. Amen. My God, I'm going. The teacher gonna get me. Stays in trouble. <laughs> All good though. <laughs> Can we just give it. God a hand clap for the Word of God? Amen. The Word of God brings life. It brings life, illumination to areas of our lives to where we couldn't see. So uh, we, I pray that you're really empowered by the word of God. So when you say bless, it means now you have a capability that you didn't have at first by with the information that you just heard. My prayer is always that when you hear the word of God, that it brings about a newness in your life, a new perspective to see and to operate and move. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> um, the thing that really stuck out to me, and I want us to definitely walk away with, is that because Pastor said, first of all, we have to believe. If we are believers, we have to believe. And um, then when you spoke about that truth reveals itself. And then when I listen, I try to see how God sees. Because you don't listen. They're not words. We listen in pictures. And this is why we're not really learning or seeing God because we're still seeing in words and not pictures. See, because if you watch a movie versus reading a book for some of us, you get it. This is why people who don't like to read, they like to have a lot of pictures. Because <laughs> pictures, again, tells a thousand words. <laughs> okay, so truth reveals itself. And, and the word of God, he came in the form of flesh. 
first of all, do we believe that? He gave me, I, I'm telling you, while you was teaching. I believe that because the word of God says that. But it's another thing to have experience with what you just heard. No, I experienced while you was teaching the word of God being flesh. And he showed you, he comes like this, how he, he shows you in the way to where you can understand, then he brings you up to where he is. <laughs> so he does this. Okay, so uh, the word of God say he came in the form of flesh, the word. So I'm like, okay, I've always believed that, but, but then I asked him how. So the word, first of all, he is his word. Okay, stop him up there. Because he did it just like this. Right, turn around. So when a person see you, they think they see you. But what they see is her voice. Because you are no, you and your voice, your words cannot be separate. Minister Brian, where are you? I need you. I need y'all. Can you hear me? You and your words are not separate. So when they see you, they see your voice. But what they see first, but they don't realize it is your voice. Because they don't get to meet you until you speak. See, Pastor, the word became flesh. So when I said, well, well, hold on. And then he broke, he broke it down to me even further. I mean, as you're teaching. See, even when your loved one, when they die, you forget even sometimes, if you don't have a picture of how they look, but the voice. Oh, I can still hear my father. You always knew the right thing to do. Just do it. See, you are your words. Because even when you're dead and gone, your words still affect people's lives. You are your words. This is why you have to be careful what you speak to your spouse, what you say to your husband, what you say to your wife, because you are your words. And he formed the worlds with his word. He became, he said, only, he said, my voice became flesh. Only so that you could experience me. Because I couldn't come in my voice. I had to clothe my voice. I had to clothe my words. So that you can handle me. You could hold me. See you can't hold my words. You can't hold my voice. 
but your words, Cindy. Your words, Bobby. What we say to our spouse and our children. You have now framed who you are to them and who they are to you. Your words have. You don't miss me. You miss my voice. Then he, because I began to think about my mom, see, I'm, it's fading. Even the picture is not doing it, but it's the voice. It's the words that she said, the words that my father said, the words that my brother said. All those who are deceased, it's not the longing for the image that I saw. It's the words, the voice. Because you can, you can have a seat. I'm sorry. So I want to look up the word voice. It means to express. Express words. It means to communicate. It means to articulate, declare. It means to proclaim, reveal, make known myself. My voice, your voice, make known who you are. So go to St. John 17. What? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. One New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Mm -hmm. And it so reads, after saying all these things. After saying. Go ahead. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one, of, to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Let's start right there. He says this is the only way to have eternal life is to know Jesus Christ. He said this is the only way to make <laughs> for eternal life is to know Jesus Christ. He said my voice, he said, I'm saying, go, go back, go back, go back. And this is the way to have eternal life. Go back to the very beginning, the first okay. verse. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven. See, now Jesus is going to go. He said, now, you've given some to me, and they are mine. This is why he said to some other, he said, you're not of mine. You are of your father, Satan. He said, but I know those who are mine, because they know what? My voice. They know my voice. And they will not hearken to another because they know my voice. It's not about image. He says, I'm going to leave. It's not about image. That's what the false prophet gets us with image, who he is, yeah. his color, his, all these other things. Yeah. No. It's his voice. It's my voice. Woo. He said they know Good and God. they listen and they obey my voice. voice. 
and another they will not follow. He said, oh, I need to make myself known to them. So I'm going to leave with a word. I need the Bible. So he says, now, I could just Pastor, could you open up? Could you open up? I could just be here. <laughs> We're going to end this now. He says, so when I, I go, I know the ones already that you have given me because they are mine. And they know my, my voice. And another day will not hearken to. He said, but I will leave my voice for them to hear. I will leave my voice. And 66 books, I will leave my voice for them to hear me perpetually. Y'all ain't ready. Do like the Catholics. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. I will leave my voice. Mm. So you can always hear me. He said, this is why I've given you pastors after my own heart. Mm. Not after their own hearts and their desire. That's false teaching. He said, but I have a pastor that I will give unto you. That will allow you to hear my voice. And another you will not hearken unto. I love the word of God, and until we see God, we can't believe him. I know that's right. Until we see him. There's no way that you've seen God and you not believe him. When you see him, that means I've had an experience with him. I handled and I held him, and he handled and he held me. See, until you have a Damascus Road experience, you never, you have never met God. You have to get to a place to where you are intimate. He said, I have made myself known to those who want to know me. Very intimate relationship. Pastor, thank you for the word of God. I'm going to end this right now. Glory to God, because I'm going to go and finish my relationship with him as we leave.